tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. The NDC minority had vowed they will never and under no circumstance call off their boycott of parliament anytime James Etuquasing is before the court. Well, today they've eaten humble pie and backtracked on that particular decision. The decision was to boycott parliamentary sittings anytime the Asin of MP was expected in court. This has, however, failed, forcing the minority group in parliament to rethink their strategy. Now, despite the Asin of MP making a showing in court today, the NDC MPs turned up on the floor in their numbers. The NDC group say they are escalating their protests against the prosecution of your colleague, but with a completely different strategy. My colleague, Kweku Asante, has been following this for us and is in Parliament, joins us live right now. Kweku, what have we been able to pick up on the matter of the boycott and the decision to reconsider? Evans, we understand there have been considerable conversation within the minority caucus. In fact, some of their own colleagues were not so much enthused about the boycott because they had questions on the floor. They had a lot of things they wanted to do in terms of being able to hold government to account. But because of the boycott, they were not able to come to the floor. So the caucus had to take a decision. They, we understand there was a meeting of some sort where they had to come to a conclusion that that boycott was not going to be in their best interest and that at some point, some MPs were even going to defy them and come to the floor if it helped. And so the decision was then that, well, some MPs could escort the situation to court and then some of them have to come to the floor. But the minority of concern is that over the past few days, we know that Parliament has been struggling to do any meaningful business in the House. They say that they, 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 they want to completely do away with any suggestion that they are the reason why business is not going well on the floor. Governor Kwame Abuja is minority chief whip. I was surprised yesterday that my very good friend, the, the, the majority chief, was making public pronouncements with the effect that 
the absence of my, myself and my colleagues was hampering business. And so many public uh, uh, comments, Mr. Speaker. The fact is that if he checks his front, his leader and his deputy leader have not been seen this week. He didn't find any problem with that. Look at the number in the house today. Is it the case that you brought a bill here to solve the problems of this country? Rising cost of living, not being able to pay contractors, not being able, able, to, able to deal with a situation that the absence of the minority did not permit you to do that. You know that at your back, many colleagues are currently out there campaigning. In fact, one person who is a key person to solve our problem today is Dr. Baumia, our vice president of the country. He's not at the office as we speak. He's campaigning somewhere. What has the absence of minority members who actually said we were not coming to work yesterday got to do with the reason why your members could not be up to the number that formed quorum? So the problem is yourselves. If you produce your 138 members tomorrow morning, we shall pro provide our 137 members tomorrow morning. And then you said, my colleague used words that I know he probably didn't mean those words. We are not childish. We are bold and we are, we are, we are honest about it. The reason you couldn't do business yesterday was because your own members are not coming to work. In fact, you can't even count 15 members this morning. So let the world be aware, the country be aware, that the reason Parliament is not forming quorum has nothing to do with the majority, minority members. You have 138. Where are your uh, 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 138? You don't have them. Honorable Hip, let's, you don't have them. Let, let's finish with the correction yes. first. So, Mr. Speaker, let it not be said anywhere in this country that the absence of the minority in Parliament has stopped this country from paying contractors, from reducing the price of petrol, Honorable leader. from reducing poverty. Honorable Leader. With me. Let's talk about the new strategy. How did that pan out on the floor today? So, Evans, what the minority now intends to do, and they've said that cooperation will suffer. So, they come to the floor, and a number of them, not all of them, they come, they study the terrain, they look at the numbers in the house, and then they raise an issue of quorum. That's exactly what they did today. And the Honorable MP for South Dai, Honorable Robson Nelson, the Fiamme, who on his feet to raise an issue of quorum. In fact, Order 48 of the Standing Orders of Parliament, as well as the Constitution, clearly makes, clearly states that to be able to consider anything at all, you need at least 92 of MPs present. To be able to vote, you need 138 of all MPs present. He scanned around and said that the House did not have the quorum and wanted the House to adjourn immediately. Arise on the authority of Article 102 on a very important matter of quorum. Mr. Speaker, with your leave. Honorable Member, let me, Mr. let me, Speaker, let's adopt. Let you, Mr. Speaker, let me adopt the Mr. proceedings Speaker, first. We cannot even adopt the proceedings. We don't have a commencement quorum. We don't even have a quorum to commence proceedings. We don't. We don't. So, so, so may I be permitted hold on. to make my submissions? Mr. Speaker, Honorable, Mr. Speaker, with your leave, may I read Article 102? A quorum of Parliament, apart from the person presiding, shall be one-third of all the members of parliament. Mr. Speaker, upon my last reading about two minutes ago, we are only 35 members. And Mr. Speaker, let me anchor the government of my submission on, on the decision of the Supreme Court. Mr. Speaker, in the case of Justice Abdullah versus Attorney General. Mr. Speaker, for purposes of determination of this matter, the first issue that confronted the Supreme Court for determination, Mr. Speaker, 
was the issue of Kolu. And this is what the Supreme Court had to say. It says at page 18 of the judgment, unreported, Mr. Speaker, it says, the first issue presented for judicial determination concerns Kolu. There are two separate Kolu provisions that govern the business of the House. The general Kolu provision is found in Article 102 of the Constitution. Mr. Speaker, and the court calls it, and, and, and it, it goes on like this. A quorum in parliament, apart from the person presiding, shall be, shall be the one-third of the members of parliament. In other words, the house to commence and proceed with ordinary business of the day, there must be in attendance at least one-third of the members of parliament, apart from the person presiding. Mr. Speaker, that is the commencement quorum. Commencement quorum, you did 92. Oh. Did you count the numbers on the floor today and did it meet the quorum? It did not. In fact, at various parts of the sitting today, there were not more than 60. At the time, that's when the court was making the point, there were little less than 40, uh, 40 MPs on both sides on the floor. And because of this, the majority side could not oppose this position that that's in the court taking. The majority chief, however, got on his feet and said that his colleagues must be patriotic because, as we know, normally in parliament there's no quorum, but they go ahead and do business. But this time around, he was concerned that the minority, uh, minority leadership and their members were raising the issues of quorum. He asked them to be patriotic and allow MPs to consider key government business. In this house floor, we always defer to you, your directives, and I respect you a lot. And nothing will change. My colleague, I respect him a lot. But if you indulge me just a second, I think he put matters out which must be put in proper context. The statement I put out was not said on the House floor. I never said this in the chamber. So if he wants to respond, he knows what to do. But just for the records, my colleague, I never said your absence is hampering business. So I never said that. What I said was, it is inconsistent on your part to have said that you boycott parliament and yet you sneak out and go and participate in committee business. Because committee business is an extension of parliament work. That for me cannot be contested. Maybe we should have a day where we can debate this matter. But I'm saying to you, with all respect, I mean, I respect you, I wouldn't want us to go into any odd tangents on these matters. And the speaker has given directives. We can have another day and deal with this because I didn't even say this on the house floor. So let's leave it at this. We can we can agree to disagree, and then we can agree to have a day where we can discuss this matter. And before we come to this patriotic question, I mean the constitution is very clear on the subject of quorum. Did the house proceed even when it was clear that it didn't have the quorum? Yes, they did proceed for a few minutes because the standing orders prescribed how the matters of quorum must be dealt with. So what they did was to ring the bell in the precincts of parliament so that all MPs who are around, if they could come in within the next 10 minutes at the time the requests were made, then the issue of quorum would have been moved. But because the bell rang for more than 10 minutes and the House still could not get a quorum, they had to adjourn. In between that 10 minutes, they, deal, they, they did deal with a few business. In fact, it was more than 10 minutes. The speaker said to his time, it wasn't yet 10 minutes, but it had gone beyond 25 minutes at the time. But at some point, the deputy speaker knew he was handicapped and could not do anything. And so he had to adjourn the proceedings for the day. It was then 
that the minority held the news conference outside the chamber of the house, where the leader himself, Dr. Keselato Fosun, addressed and raised specifically the issue of, of patriotism that the minor, majority leaders have addressed. He said that, well, they are patriotic, but their colleagues must also show the way in terms of doing this. It was also then that he actually divulged the bigger strategy that he had taken. He says he won't go into so much of the details, but that uh, cooperation on both sides was really going to suffer. First, let's state for the record that the MPP has 137 elected members of parliament plus one independent candidate. This means that they don't actually need the NDC to form quorum and to start business. The constitution in Article 102 is clear that you cannot commence the sitting of parliament unless you have one third. One third of 275 is 91.6. And since we don't have 0.6 of a human being, it is 92. So therefore, until you have 92 members of parliament, you cannot even pray. So in fact, the prayers we held today must be deleted. It is unconstitutional. You can't adopt the votes and proceedings. So clearly, our position is simple. The MPP should not expect the NDC to do government business for them. Whilst they sit in the comfort of their homes, draw on salaries, and then go to constituencies, use government vehicles and government fuel and campaign. We won't do that. So we urge them that in as much as they are persecuting our members, they should withdraw from the field and come and do business here. We, since they have escalated the persecution of our colleague, Honorable Kwesi, they should not expect cooperation from us. That is simple. We will not announce the strategy going forward. But all what we can assure you is that all options are on the table on a daily basis. And they should not expect cooperation from us. I won't go into the details, but let them be assured that amid persecution, cooperation will suffer. Nothing more, nothing less. And that is the position of the NDC minority. We are not going to compromise on that. They should come to the floor and do their business. And let Ghanaians be aware that MPP do not have the moral right to talk about uh, patriotism. If you are patriotic, in the middle of economic crisis, you won't behave the way you are behaving. In the middle of economic crisis, you won't abandon parliament and use state resources to campaign. So the NDC side blinked first after this long standoff over boycotts that has crippled the business. And, and, and Kweku, there are some now on the NPP side who are already pleading with the leadership to try and resolve this amicably. Now that we've heard another strategy, we don't know what it is, but clearly from what we've heard from Atto Forcing, it will end up crippling parliament even more. Yes, um, we've been hearing from the MP for Doma East, Paul Chumberima, who says that the leadership should trigger the usual channel of communication, address this on pass, and make sure that parliament will go ahead and do business. Next week, the Minister for Finance is expected to come in with a media budget review. If all this go on, and there are, are new tax measures, there are new policies of government, all those may suffer on the floor of the House. And so Paul Chumberima says that leadership of both sides must come together and reason together and let this unpass end. I don't want us to go on the angle of blaming who is this, who has done this. Who. I think it's about time that we consider the development of our country. I think it's about time that we need to sit 
as a country to look at what do we want? What is the way forward? Is that how we want to chart the future of this country? Is this the path we want to chart? This cannot be. I strongly believe that the leaders must sit. As we cannot continue like this. That we, oh, we will go to court. We will not come. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. We read column. Who are you hurting? If the country broke or country no broke, we are dead inside. So I, 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 I think we must take different approach to all this. I will appeal to the minority that if there is anything that they think they are doing to, to hurt the government, I'm sorry, it's hurting their own constituents. Because if they take uh, um, decisions that will affect every member of this country, their constituents are part of this country. So I will appeal to them that I think it's about time that we look at this thing holistically. The leadership have to sit. I think parliament leaders have to sit and look at how we can address this issue. But this, I mean, this part, no, will not help us. I don't think it's something that we need to continue on that, uh, on that side. Roxane Nelson uh, Dafiamekpo is NDC MP for South Dai, joins us on the line right now. Also joining us for a, a conversation on the back of what had just happened. He's called for this already and asked for uh, some dialogue. Uh, he is the Executive Director of the African Centre for Parliamentary Affairs, uh, Dr. Rashid Draman, also joins us. Uh, Roxane Nelson Dafiamekpo, thanks for your time here on Top Story. First, you, you agree with the decision to call off the boycott? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, good evening to your listeners. Yet, uh, calling off the boycott is also part of the strategy. Um, as a political party and as a minority group, we review our strategies from time to time to weigh the, uh, the political capital and benefits that we derive from employing it. So if after review, leadership is of the opinion that we review the strategy in terms of boycott, um, we all buy into it. And um, you had my leader. We will not reveal going forward the strategies that we will deploy from from next week or from tomorrow. But you hear you lost the initiative because you were so firm when everybody else was telling you this is not sustainable. You insisted it is. Now you've eaten humble pie. You've backtracked. No, 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 no. Evans, what was the effect of the of the total boycott from the floor? We have reviewed it, and we think that we can be more effective even if we deploy a few people on the floor to raise procedural matters. And that's how, for instance, we did today. So it's not about boycotting for the sake of boycotting, but you are boycotting for a certain effect. So it's not about eating a humble pie. It's about resuming the strategy going forward as a political group. And that's exactly do, what uh, we've done. Do, do you accept, though, do you accept, though, that the boycott was a bad strategy in hindsight? At all. It wasn't. It had an effect. Didn't you hear the majority leader say that you have to engage with the minority group last week, and that and that the boycott from our side was not conveying the good optics for the image of parliament and for government business. 
because in our absence they were suffering and today we couldn't do any business because we we simply didn't have the coal so imagine that we had boycotted and Korum because Korum is a matter of fact it has to be raised if Korum were not raised uh, we were we were about 16 in the chamber so 16 minus 35 you would have gotten about 19 of them conducting supposedly conducting government business in clear breach of the Supreme Court pronouncement in Abdul Abdullah versus Attorney General. So strategy boycott, yes. But strategy with reviewing the stance of boycott and deploying a few men on the floor to do to do more effective procedural parliamentary work, more effective that so be it. Should I assume then that when you rose today to raise the issue of quorum, it was part of the strategy? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> it, it's a procedural matter. It's a legal matter. But 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 my leadership, I have to I have to, inform, I have to inform my leadership that this is what I think I have to do. And I think that in, in the matter of as a matter of law and as a matter of parliamentary procedure, they will have to they will have to buy into my my decision to raise the issue of coal, and they bought into it, and you saw that we couldn't proceed because we didn't have the requisite number. And and I was heckled with order 48 of our standing orders. What what happened today ought not to proceed under order 48. What happened today is purely an article 102 matter, giving giving further further enhancement in the decision of Abdullah versus the AG. It is purely about commencement. You don't have the you don't have the courage to, to even commence proceedings. Yeah. Or the forty eight won't kick in. Or the forty eight will kick in when, in the course of proceedings, the numbers dwindle on the floor and the decision ought to be taken. Even when you that raised is, it, even when you raised it from what my reporter recounts, yeah. the business went on for at least ten more minutes while they rang the bell for people to come in. Yes, because they were of the mistaken belief that order 48 would have saved the situation. But order 48, the procedure under order 48, where they had to go and ring the bell and wait for members to, to move in from their offices, and when they are located within the presence of parliament to show up the numbers, they thought it would save them. It didn't save the day. So I mean, business couldn't be done. I mean, Dr. Rashid Draman, you were one among, among the first to say that this was. Not sustainable. Um, tonight, yeah, they've called it off, but now we're hearing of a, a different strategy. Hello, Dr. Draman. Yes, yes. Yes, you were among the first to suggest that the strategy was not sustainable. Now they've called it off, but there's a new strategy that we've just heard about. But I'll come and do the oil thing. Yes. I think uh, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that uh, the strategy is being revised. And for me, I think what I would say to the NDC uh, that as uh, an opposition, I think it would go by from Oh, goodness. Apologies for that uh, bad connection. Um, let me quickly bring in uh, Roxy Nelson there from Ekwe again whilst we try and fix that connection to uh, Dr. Rashid Draman. Um, Roxing, let's return to the original reason why you announced the boycott to support James Datukwasing and two others, Ato Forcing himself included. So, what happens now on days when they are before the court? 
on this Wednesday and before the court, um, we would we'll look at our options and deploy numbers as to form political effect. So what you're suggesting that some will still go and support him, others will remain in the house? We'll deploy adequate numbers for political effect. For political effect, what does that mean? We'll deploy adequate numbers for some political effect. As far as parliamentary business is concerned, will that have implications? Yes, because even you cannot expect the minority group in parliament to support a very lazy government. This government has become so lazy, even though they have the requisite numbers of 138 doing business in the floor of parliament, they cannot commandeer those numbers at any time. See, when parliamentary business is in session. And that's a bother for me. So if you cannot put your house in order, how do you expect the minority to, to, to assist you to conduct government business? So the, the government itself is so lazy in handling its whole business in, in the house. And, and yes, they want to blame the minority for, for exhibiting that level of laziness towards matters of state. If they, if they become more serious to government business, who will perhaps, who will perhaps assist them in the circumstances. But my leadership has already made the point very clear. that once they persist in persecuting us, which has been escalated in the sense that the day-to-day hearing of uh, uh, our, our colleague, Honorable Jati Kwesen, will continue, we would, we would cooperation will suffer. Mm. Uh, and Dr. Rashid Jaman is back uh, with us. Doc, apologies for the bad connection earlier. Uh, you were happy, I believe I heard you suggest there, that at least they've uh, revised the strategy because this is not over by, by any stretch of the imagination. Yes, indeed, it's not over. And I think that what I would advise uh, the, the minority caucus, I think, I mean, uh, the uh, a government in waiting with uh, close to a 50% chance of forming the next government, at least if we can go by the numbers of the last elections. Uh, I mean, if I were the leadership, I would take the pulse of the nation and try and understand particularly uh, where swing voters stand on whatever strategy that they are going to adopt because, I mean, that would have a very significant impact uh, on their uh, political fortunes. But, Evans, I think uh, as we are on this, I heard uh, one of the people that you, you, you interviewed, I think from the ND, MPP side, who spoke about the role of the leadership of parliament. I think I would go back to that. At the end of the day, the option, the way out is for dialogue. And I think, again, I would continue to call on the leadership of both sides to find a way to sit down and iron out whatever differences that there are. I mean, this is common in democracies, and we've seen this happen uh, even in advanced democracies, where things look like, uh, I mean, we're almost uh, on the brink. It's only dialogue and talking that can uh, restore some normalcy. So I would urge the leadership of parliament, uh, I think, uh, the, the the majority side would have to do some reaching out. I mean, this digging in, everybody's digging in and saying, you know, we don't care and we have the numbers and so on. At the end of the day, I think it's not going to be helpful to uh, the image of parliament itself. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Rashid Dramande. And we'll be hearing your thoughts on this particular matter. Uh, share your thoughts with me on 
WhatsApp 055 A few of you have been speaking to us and speaking into our microphones on the boycotts that now tonight have now been called off with a different strategy announced, including a strategy to raise the subject of quorum that will cripple parliamentary business, as we saw today. Uh, tell me what you make of this, because the MPs, they represent you. 055 Newsnight, in a minute. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.